The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ready, Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. And it starts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display. And I think if you roll that back, you can hear Goldie saying over the theme, I'm not ready, it doesn't matter, <laughs> or I don't care. <laughs> One of one of the two. It was, was I don't perfect. care. Perfect. I don't care. Yeah, that, I should have known that from knowing you for these many years. Um, I am Family Guy writer Alex Sulkin, joined by Family Guy writer Goldie Julius Sharp, and of course our lovely and talented producer JC. Hello. Hello. We're back for another episode. We're very excited today. I had a pretty exciting week because. My daughter, oh, how, how the years go by. My daughter, Levy, turned six. Oh, happy birthday. And, uh, yes, I know. Where, where do the years go? Everybody's always like, can you believe it? I'm like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> I understand how that works. It's I mean, my, like, my line is I, t- I tell parents to be, it goes by so slow. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cherish these moments. You'll have so many of them that you'll want to kill yourself. Yeah. So we had, and you know, and many of our listeners might remember that uh, we've moved, our family has moved from Los Angeles to Cape Cod. So we've been here now over a year and a half. And uh, so this is second birthday on Cape Cod. Last year was a little bit, you know, COVID-19 was kind of, there was no real party. This year, now that that's totally gone away, (laughs) uh, this year we had, it was just, Goldie, the most retro Boston area kids' birthday party you could possibly imagine. Can I guess? Go ahead, guess. Baskin Robbins cake. Or Carvel. you know awesome. what? The the cake was from a supermarket, so you're kind of on the okay. right track. Right. It like was a, a cake. day class A cake. And yeah. then maybe a Chuck E. Cheese? So close. It's the New England equivalent oh, yeah. of that. Chuck E. Cheese is actually a little fancier than what we had. We had uh, the Ryan Family Amusement Center. And oh, so it's like the this... Disney of Cohasset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, this is just off Cape and Buzzards Bay. <laughs> So we had to go over the bridge for all this fantastic fun. 
So basically what this is, is it's 10 lanes of candle pin bowling. That's okay? it. Okay. And then there's an arcade. And then that's it. And then there are like four function rooms that are just cinder block rooms with no windows, which I, I, I remembered going into these places. I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't like windows in here because they don't want to remind you uh, of what's going on outside. Right, like, like it's beautiful out. They want you to stay. It's here. like a casino. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They, yeah. Except they're not pumping in air and they're nope. not providing any entertainment. But let nope. me guess. Let me guess. The, all the bowling balls and the video games looked like new, right? <laughs> Brand spanking. You know, quite the contrary. They, what? <laughs> I know you're, you can't believe it. But, but also, now, you, you went for the cake. Guess what other foods were served at this birthday party? Because I think you can. There's no way there are nachos because they're too exotic. Too exotic. Way yeah. too exotic. No, no that's Mexican food. Haven't heard of it. I had them once when I, I had to go to Cancun because I won a sales contest. Yeah, I didn't like it. It upset my stomach. I don't know how they eat that stuff all day. Oh, down there. That's Biden food. They were all coming in with their nachos. Okay. So, I mean, the, the easiest thing, because it's the cheap. Look, it's either going to be pizza or it's going to be hamburgers and hot dogs, right? First, first one. Yeah, pizza. pizza. Okay. Pizza. And, and let me let me guess. Hang on. Yeah. The pizza was incredible, right? <laughs> no. Well, here's the thing. The pizza was outsourced to Pizza Hut, Ooh. so we had four Pizza Hut pizzas in one of those Wama bags, you know, that sat there for 45 minutes while the kids yeah. went nuts in the arcade. We had a two liter of Pepsi. We oh, had, I can't believe you didn't have a three liter of that. <laughs> we skipped. We had a bowl of ruffles. Oh, oh you I, I actually that I would have camped out. Yeah, you I know those. I did. I was double, the, by the way double fisting ruffles into my bald maw until all of a sudden all the carbs hit me at once and then I would get exhausted and have to go to my car and Check my phone in quotes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Why haven't I thought of that? You can actually go in your car. Yes. I'm me like a dope just standing around looking at traffic. I have to take this call, you know. I know. I have to. This is Seth. Seth is calling. I'm sorry. I'm going to go sit in the car for 20 minutes. That's genius. I guess if you if you have a Tesla, it's pretty right. nice. Yeah. But so there's the Ruffles. I was the only person at the party who had Pepsi. I had like three, <laughs> three Dixie cups of Pepsi while talking to other dads. And uh, there were also... How about pouch- the socks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so looking- many grand slams. Oh, the grannies. Yeah. Um, so then they, the kids went nuts in the arcade. They came in, chowed down pizza, went nuts in the arcade again, had cake went bowling, we all went home. I guarantee if if the entire thing cost us $400, I would be shocked. How and many kids? A, uh, eight kids. Wow. And I want to say like maybe, you know, five parents kind of stayed there full time. If it cost $400, I would be shocked. And just thinking of LA birthday parties where yeah, even when you want to keep it down, it's like... Four grand. And they had a blast, right? They had a great They time. loved it. Yeah. They were they were going apeshit for everything. <laughs> the claw so machine. Awesome. Oh, the, the lines. It was like the, the Capitol on January 6th trying to get to the claw machine. <laughs> it was insane there. <laughs> what were some of the video games? Did they have um, pole position or were they that old? 
Oh, no, centipede? It, it was they. They were kind. Of, actually, I wish they had more of that for me. Yeah. I would have played. I those but days. they had newer kinds of no. games that the kids weren't really that interested in. There were like newer driving games and there are a lot of two person like stand up shooter. Yeah, they want to watch people play video games. They don't want to play them. Right. Right. But they loved the claw machine. That's it was so Altamont funny. at the claw machine. <laughs> like people were getting just killed trying to get up there. Um but it was it was just it was the definition of a good time was had by all. That's awesome. Well, that's, yeah. that's how, it was how wonderful for you. It was, it was wonderful. Party. I'm it so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my week. Yeah. That's a nice week. Yeah. Well, go- things not quite as great here. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say. <laughs> Wasn't all uh, candy and a parade of roses being thrown at me. <laughs> what was going on in your world? Well, soccer, kids soccer specifically, yeah, has blown up my life. Uh, and you're not With even coaching. Yeah, you manager coaching. Oh, I stay so far away from the coaching this <laughs> good, year. Yeah, good, yes. I'm not coaching, Smart. of course. And uh, in fact, they put out a call and they said, like, if people don't volunteer as referees, and of course the fine print is, and then you have to go to these, like, two clinics that are yeah. four hours each and yeah. watch the nine hours of video. But if, if people don't volunteer as referees, they threaten we won't be able to have playoffs. Oh, oh my! And, and it's like, oh, so I don't playoffs? have to. I don't have to have four more weeks of this as long as I don't volunteer to ref. Like, oh, yeah. Where's the? There's no downside for you there. The, by the way, the kids kids today are so non-competitive and in their own world. Like, they don't even seem to understand the concept of playoffs. Like, they, I, I mean, when, when you don't keep score in the games, when you're like, hey, right. this is all a big amorphous thing, the notion of, and then we're going to have this competition to determine the winner of right. not keeping tally of the goals. <laughs> like, what, right. what is that? Like, what would even the playoff be? You well, go, is it, well, is you it all co- participated, so whoever participates the most... <laughs> the hardest. But we can't track that. <laughs> So anyway, this is trod ground. I'm not going to go off on there. Everyone has their opinion of this, but trod personally, I, true. I love participation trophies because it it should go to me and not the kids. Because it's like <laughs> I friggin' like goaded them into this thing because they never want to leave their iPad. But like, so I now that I, I have two kids, but you know, and I have this dog. So <laughs> there are, there are two games uh, a, a week. They oh. and you would go. Oh, it would be convenient if the games took place at the same time at the same back place. Back to back. Of course they do back. not. Yeah, One right. game is at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> I remember those days. And it that's gets louder. Awful. 7.30 in the morning. That's a great time for a game on a weekend. Okay, so so the younger one plays in the, in the morning. And then the older one's games are at 1 p.m., but be sure to get there by 12.15. Why? I no <laughs> idea. Why, because 1 p.m. where I live in L.A., you are on the surface of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it is a billion degrees, and there's, no, there's not a tree. You can't escape it. There's not a tree within a mile no, of this field. No. So, you know, my wife and I are trying to split this up. Now, there's also then... Uh, two practices for each of them a week. Four oh. practices total. 
do the practices take place same time, same place? Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. They are five miles apart, which in L.A., that's an hour and a half. Yeah. That's that's like for you going, one's in Boston and the other's in Vermont. It's like, okay, so they're... They're oh, on a different planets. First Sorry. joke of the day. First joke of the day. Oh, the Altamont it's, joke. Was I know. First I'm joke so, of the day. God damn it. They also are timed so that you're right. Like one practice is at is at five, and the other practice is at seven thirty. So trying to like work a a dinner preparation. Of course, no one eats the same thing. That would be that would be insane if they ate the same. Thing. No. But so I have to prepare two dinners while somehow not being home from like. Five to six thirty, and then also having to be somewhere else at seven and eat myself and walk a dog in the middle of this. And so it it got me thinking: like we as a society do everything wrong because what we do is we say like you come up in your twenties and then you you know ideally you have kids, family in your thirties, and then you retire in your sixties. Here here's what should happen: yes, you work in your twenties. The second a woman is pregnant. You are retired for 20 years. You do oh, not go to work. You are great. just doing the kid thing. Both of and you. then because a big problem in our society is like these seniors, they're depressed. They're, they're in their home alone. They're not active. And we don't have, those people should be working till death. The second your kids leave the house, you're working again until you die. They would love it. Oh, man. It solves everything because these people are super focused. They don't have kids. They don't care. They can be ambitious, but also... They have no sex drive left, so you're not going to get, like, me too in the workplace. There, there's not any hormones left. You've got these hormoneless drones who want nothing more than to sit around gabbing to each other and not leave work because they don't want to leave wherever they are. Let them work. Let you're me right. do this fucking impossible thing that I'm trying oh. to do without any work Having at all. work. Yeah. And who cares about 20-somethings? Fuck them. Right. Oh, and I think I think Bernie Sanders is living this uh, philosophy, and yeah. I think he'd be a good one to get it out there. Yes. It sounds yeah. like something that he would he would shout about. Let's get I Bernie guarantee on. they're going to be doing something like this in like Norway, of and their course. quality of life is going to be like A plus plus plus, and everyone will be like, yes. "Oh, that's just Norway, what are the we happiest doing? people in the world." No one with kids should have to have a job. I know. Don't you see, though, there are a few logical roadblocks to get no. to this point. <laughs> I okay. see no. zero logical roadblocks, <laughs> okay. and I All feel right. like it could be implemented instantly and without a single speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> like everything in our society. Everyone yes. will agree with it. If everyone would just fucking listen to me for one second, <laughs> everything would work correctly, and everyone would be happy. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I love that you came on with like basically a manifesto. Yes. That just shows a level of care. I'm like, my daughter had had ruffles. (laughs) And you come on with a complete manifesto. Oh, my God. I mean, this is, it's like, I I was marveling this morning at how am I simultaneously is exhausted, completely exhausted, and yet also driven to the point of insanity by anxiety like how, you shouldn't be able to be anxious as you're Exhausted. collapsing that makes yeah. no sense I agree. but then if you put if you talked about those things in the reverse order i think it would make more sense i think if you said i had all this anxiety and i'm exhausted you'll be like yeah that's exhausting oh. to having anxiety Oh, yeah. Mr. Logic. You know, ever here. since my therapist ghosted me four years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Did that really happen? Yes. What? Wait, you never heard from him or her? <laughs> That's right. 
Oh my God. That is. Yeah, he just saved my life and vanished. He's like, I'm done here. <laughs> well, wait, did, did you ever, like, think to yourself, like, was I the reason that he vanished? Like, he didn't want to talk to me anymore? Oh, only every second of every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, he was tired of hearing your problems specifically. He's like, oh, the guy, you know, he he's a writer, he thinks. It's like, you know, everyone looks at us and the, any complaint to come out of our mouths that are filled with loathing. Do you know what you get to do for a living? Like, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but but then there are, there's the part of society that I think the larger part of society now that that also wrongly looks at us and says, like, I don't know how you do what you do. And it's like, <laughs> hey, buddy, we're somewhere in between those two extremes. Right. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not rocket science. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's telling fart jokes for a cartoon baby. We get it done. <laughs> Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, sure. Well, since we're talking about jokes. Oh, boy. We're already here on the dreaded <laughs> section of the show <laughs> called Johnny Jokes. Here's oh, Johnny's. Johnny's. Oh, that music played forever. I forgot. I, I loved it. I, I know. By the way, I, I had also forgotten because I was like you scrolling. Right. I immediately dive oh, into my notes and go, God. okay. Okay. You can fix this in the four seconds while the music's playing. <laughs> you'll There's write seven hope. of these in your mind as the music plays and then uh, you'll save it. I mean, we can do well, a pre-recorded then, then version of it if you want. Just, oh, God. That's nah. don't suggest that. Okay, no, sorry. they gotta they gotta know that it's a live shit yeah. show. <laughs> okay, they, it's they'd true. be able to tell. <laughs> that was funny. That's, I loved it's it. part of it. <laughs> um, and by the way, so be kind to mine, knowing what yours are, and I'm sure yours are great. They always are. Again, yeah. you're like my sister. I failed. I failed. I failed. I got an A. Yeah, I, failed, um, I failed. I failed. I got a C plus. I'm not going to grad school anyway. Okay, walk away. <laughs> I, I understand the C plus part. <clears throat> Here we go. Those uh, Johnny jokes to remind you. We were a little long-winded there. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay. Maybe you heard about this uh, space stuff. Last week, NASA launched a mission they're calling Lucy in an attempt to study ancient asteroids. Uh, not much is known about the ancient objects, so when Lucy comes home, she'll certainly have some splaining to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We are That's a reference to a limping. television show that was 
uh, 80 years old? I don't even know. Uh, and Johnny himself, Johnny again, I sometimes <laughs> inhabit the world of Johnny, including the time. Which is older, these asteroids or that reference? <laughs> I'm never going to specifically ask you to be kind about something again. Okay. <clears throat> Johnny has to plow through, and Johnny was great when he bombed me, not so much. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this is an interesting story. Uh, new evidence reveals that Vikings came to the Americas about a thousand years ago, a full 500 years before Columbus. Uh, yes, it seems the Vikings went on the road, lost to the Redskins, and had a long trip home. That's great. That's great. <laughs> the, the lost to the, uh, oh, yeah, 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 the Washington football team. That doesn't quite work. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was going to tag it with, uh, I believe uh, some of the Vikings were Kirk's cousins. Oh, so I love that. Made yeah. it way worse. <laughs> way to shit on it at the end. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Oh, maybe you heard this. Uh, some good news earlier this week is Dr. Rachel Levine was sworn in as the nation's first transgender four-star officer. Uh, coincidentally, later that day, Netflix announced a new one-hour special by Dave Chappelle. And I flubbed it in the middle. Uh, these are two oh. current events. I'm attempting to smash them together. That's exactly right. It's a joke, they are an related. ancient joke strategy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, we're very injured and wounded. This is oh the boy. marathon bombing. Are there any asteroids I... or any around or any Vikings that I could... Sorry. <laughs> and we're banking a lot on this fourth one, which is performance-based. Always the best. Okay, here we go. Singer Tony Bennett has set a world record by releasing a new album at the age of 95 years old. Yeah, isn't that great? Uh, the special album includes the singles... Where am I? Is this thing on? And <coughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, my bloody hand. My bloody hand. My bloody hand passes the baton. <laughs> Those are great. As, as he, oh, the, don't, JC. I hate seeing you lie like that. Comes no, with a message like and dies. That was, you, you right. did it. You, you got it at the end. Three out of four is great. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, generous. Other Johnny. Other Johnny. Other Johnny. Other Johnny. All right, take it Other away. Johnny. Other Johnny. Okay. <laughs> a weather report on Washington State News was interrupted by a minute of hardcore pornography. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the weatherman didn't miss a beat because the forecast called for six to eight inches, possibly extending to a foot in some places. <laughs> <laughs> That's very strong. Love okay. it. As we will tumble uphill. Here we go. Well, the supply chain is broken. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, supermarkets are running out of everything from bacon to vegetables to Rice Krispies. Yeah. There's so little to eat that Snap and Crackle have cannibalized pop. <laughs> okay we'll just call that a drink. I loved you. it was very good delivery on that one well, thank you all right uh and some financial news three percent of the workforce resigned last month wow three whole percent of the workforce yeah uh officials said it would have been higher but the people who would have accepted the resignations had already quit 
<laughs> it's a little bit of a logic. It's a pretzel. It's a pretzel. Okay. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for two more here. Okay. Oh boy, extended Johnny. The Squid Game. <laughs> the Squid Game is now the most popular show in the United States and the world. It's about debt-strapped contestants who have to play children's games and in the process might get annihilated. Yeah, uh, interesting fact, it was created by my ex-wife's lawyers. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you put childish games together with lawyers. It's great. Uh, yeah, That's it's, great. A, it's a mishmash. Uh, okay, and, and finally, here we go. Uh, a soldier with a Hitler mustache has been discharged from the U.S. military. Let's have another go at that. Okay. I said jizz charge. <laughs> no, I was like, is that I the know. joke? <laughs> a soldier has been jizz charged. <laughs> okay, here we go. Part of the penal code. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reword the joke a little bit. Uh, okay. Yeah, a commander with a Hitler mustache has been discharged from the U.S. military. Yeah, the man says he didn't see what the big deal was. He was just ordering followers. <laughs> That's good. That's really funny. Just ordering followers. That's good. Oh, when you can get a new twist on a phrase like that. Oh, it's good. Uh, can we go to bed yet? <laughs> now the clock Only, starts now. Is that not enough? Oh, my God. Only forevermore shows to do that. Yeah. Oh, boy. And while we're here stressed out, let's talk about something in our lives that can be stressful. This week, our theme... And we just talked about doing this earlier, uh, just a couple days ago. The theme today is going to be family. Family, not family guy, although we might talk a little bit about that. Just our families, and in particular, how they kind of shaped us, if they shaped us, what do they feel about us doing this? What, you know, what's the the track of that? So... um, it's funny, Goldie, when I was thinking about this for me, obviously I know my family story. Uh, I've, Why? I've lived, because you lived I, it. I lived it. I lived through it. Um, but I was thinking of you, Goldie, and I was thinking of your parents, because obviously you're, you had an older dad who's passed away. He was a World War II veteran hero of that generation. And your mom, I've met her maybe once or twice, and she doesn't strike me as someone who outwardly is like particularly gives a shit about being humorous. Um, so I'm just wondering, where do you, why are you so funny? Like, how did that happen? Wow. Way to uh, just take all the pressure off yourself there and dump the entire podcast into my lap. No, Thank I'm, you so I'm letting much. you. No, I'm letting you go <laughs> first. I, I, I felt I felt like I was listening to back to a lot of these. I'm like, why do I go first? I'll let you story? lead like, on the dance floor. Oh, thank you. I'll just twirl you around and do everything while it looks like you're also dancing and we're quote partners. Great. Okay. <laughs> I don't I, even I'm get how I've offended I, you here. No, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm just, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I so, want to know why you're funny. It, I, I would first of all, my mom is. Uh, I, I would say the difference between my parents is my dad uh, had this ability to quip. In a way that, you know, he was born in 1920, and I think that people used to view humor as a lubricant for 
other social stuff. Like it was like, you know, when we get to the dinner party, I'll I'll tell a joke about I heard about a Polish guy. Right. And that'll right. and that'll like loosen the skids and then we'll talk business. You know, and and he very much had that and, and he, you know, had like Latin quotes for every situation. So it was like really I was almost raised like a baby boomer. I mean, because my, my dad's right. stories right. were all about like, you know, when I was four, I would, uh, the Iceman would come and I would chase him all around town begging for a shaving. That was like <laughs> right. literally a story. He, he grew up in poverty. My, my, uh, my grandfather, his father uh, escaped from Russia in the back of a hay wagon to avoid being drafted into the Zazani, as my dad would say. Um, and he was pretty much uh, an illiterate. Uh, my, like, my grandfather would sign his name with an X and stuff. Like, he, he was not literate. Wow. wow. And so my dad, you know, uh, they were not exactly um, fluent in uh, progressive child rearing, shall we say. Yeah. So my dad. There was, there was a backhand every once in a while. <laughs> there was not a backhand. There was a razor strop. Oh, a strop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a strop is a really firm leather belt they used yeah. to use when they would use straight edge razors to sort right, of to sharpen. hone the blade. Yeah. yeah. And my dad would get beaten with that. So uh, my grandfather was a oh, roofer. Okay. Your dad would get beaten. My dad would well, get that's... beaten by his dad right. with a razor strop. Right. And my that's dad uh, kept a razor right. strop as a reminder of those days, which tells oh. you about his psychology. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> used to piss on it every Just day. Just so you know, kids, this is what I used to get beaten with. Okay. Was... I'll be in the I'll be in the yard on the tire swing. Uh, with severe anxiety, because no one's gonna explain any of this to me. Um, okay, so <laughs> Okay, that was re- that was a really good insight actually yes, right there. It was. Yes. So we could, uh, on, we could pack on that yeah. and move on. Yeah, so my dad, uh, my grandfather was a roofer and from a young age, like, you know, five years old, my dad would haul buckets of hot tie up to the roof to help his dad with a bit. So you can imagine like Jesus. All the stuff this guy had to overcome. And then he, he volunteered uh, for the Marine Corps in World War II. He went to Guadalcanal and he he was ambu- he was a platoon leader. Uh, he was a second lieutenant and um, his his platoon was ambushed. Two of his guys were trapped in like Forrest Gump. He like ran in, pulled the first guy out oh, who yeah. lived but was had a lot of damage from this attack yeah. and the second guy died in his arms so oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then but the guy who lived would call our house every christmas and sort of um kind of unravel <laughs> my yeah. dad would take the call yeah. and then right. it would sort so that so everything like i'm making it sound kind of dickensian or whatever but my dad was also a man of very high spirits who would quip and you know he would refer to certain relatives who would come over after someone died as like they're uh they're comforting the afflicted until they're afflicting the comfortable you know like he just had a lot of a lot of lines and so obviously like a great way to get his attention was to be very goofy or whatever and my mom was 22 years younger and she was his secretary, so like in an era of Me Too, I would be legislated out of existence. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was the '60s and the '70s, right, so yeah. right, you right. know, it was like, well, who are you gonna take to that ball? Of course, your secretary, you know, <laughs> right, right, someone from the secretarial pool. Who's oh, yeah, so, steno pool gal. So I would, I would, I would say my mom is a is a big and generous laugher. 
Um, like well, I don't good. think she yeah. is as much, you know, into he- and I would say like my dad was intentionally funny, whereas my mom would be doing hilarious things, but wasn't they weren't meant right. to hilarious right. effect right. necessarily. But right. she is right. like like an incredibly amusing and interesting person, you know. Right. Like yeah. The more you sort of examine the psychology behind everything that, you know, and she's like very kind and I think was, you know, as supportive as she could be, because she also came from a a, a, a background uh, economically that wasn't great, that I think my parents just thought they were protecting me in their reluctance to let me pursue this because they viewed it as like, sure, we've worked so hard to get the family out of this uh, difficult economic economic position. And by pursuing this, you're going to go right back into these horrors that we've witnessed and experienced. And of course, I wound up wealthier than anyone in family history. (laughs) You win! Yes! (laughs) And I showed all them. And of course, they all admitted I showed them. And no, none of that happened. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of your eulogy again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Richest in family. History. But, you know, I think they were, you know, obviously like so much went into my schooling and so much effort on their part that I think when I wasn't going to be, say, a doctor or a lawyer, their reaction was kind of like, we did all that for you to, you know, kind of dick yeah. around, <laughs> which yes, I get, you know, yeah, and you so totally get it. Like I was thinking this morning as we were talking about, as we were talking about doing this, that. So much of my life is really the Billy Joel song, My Life. Like, it's just like... <laughs> I don't care much, what you say anymore. Yeah, like, it was pretty much just like, stop telling me what to do. I'm going to do stand-up, and I'm going to show you. It's my life. Leave me alone. Like, it's, it's such a babyish reaction to just now, there being rules and people trying to help me. Yeah. And looking and, out for my welfare. And I'm like, no! Yeah. I want to tell jokes. And of course... In retrospect, they were right. I should have just been a doctor. Been <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, now as you start to imagine your kids and what they might do, if, if you'd probably have the same reaction, except you could be like, all right, well, I could actually help you with this. So if um, you wanted to be, you could do it. I, I I feel like I just, the world makes so little sense that I don't want to put pressure on anyone to do anything they don't want to do yeah. because I'm not sure it will matter if we run out of water. Right. And I want them to be looking back as the sea levels crash through Santa Monica right. into Culver City as like, hey, well, at least growing up was fun. Yeah, soccer. <laughs> but maybe you uh, could encourage them to be water makers. Maybe that'll uh, be like so. But I'm curious, you know, having just sort of spewed my upbringing at you. Yeah. Uh, how? What was the reaction on on your end? Because I know, like, you went to private schools, and I think you were sort of a you know when I say a coddled baby, I mean a loved, Total. like a loved, yeah. a, a cherished. <laughs> treasure yeah and like how did they feel about mommy's little treasure going into the big bad world of stand-up uh well it's interesting because you hit upon it yes my i so my parents got divorced when i was five and i lived with my mom growing up pretty much all the time and that was great like we had a great time she was she she spoiled me she coddled me you know she was 
and it wasn't like I was sitting there like uh, the Little Prince. It was like a, a a a very comfortable suburban Boston growing up. We used to watch Tom Brokaw together while eating our dinners. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we'd eat out of the same Buttrix ice cream container, <laughs> right. and we had we just had a grand old time. And I could do no wrong, uh, even though I was constantly doing wrong. <laughs> and when I when it came to going into writing. It was like the path had been a little bit greased because, as you know, Goldie, through my college, Connecticut College, I was able to get an internship at Saturday Night Live. Right. And so the idea that, hey, maybe he could do something in this had already been firmly planted. And, of course, when when it's something with the name brand value of SNL, like my mother was already dining out off of me being an intern at SNL. It's hard to refute that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everyone she ran into in Weston Senna, you know, at the grocery store, you know, my son's at SNL. And, like, she always (laughs) makes it clear, like, I never watch it too late for me, but, you know, (laughs) he's making a lot of good contacts. So then when I was fired from there and my future was very much in doubt because I have zero work ethic, I have no bankable skills in any other area other than being a wise ass. Right. So it, the deal that I struck with my parents was that they would help me money mm-hmm. for three years Whoa. after I, after I got fired from SNL. They said, you can try to do stand up or whatever. And if you, in three years, if you're making your own money, like good. So Luckily, like getting close to the three year mark, still a few weeks away, you know, I or months away, I got the Kilborn thing. So oh, wow. it it worked out with them. And they were that was, you know, generous. They didn't sit down and say, Don't do it, you know, right. like what are you doing? And you're you're killing your mother. Like it was <laughs> none of that kind of stuff. It was like try for three years, but if after three years we're talking about advertising or, were or whatever. You working in sports marketing when I met you? Yes. Well, that was my uncle's company. Okay. So I would intern there in the summers. Uh, and it was and that was actually where I got the SNL internship through there, through one of the executives oh, really? in my uncle's company who used to work at NBC. Um, okay. But, yeah, I was – I mean, I guess I could have gone to work for my uncle. I, I had a great relationship with him, but it doesn't – it would have sucked. It would have been yeah, like the like, office before the office. Yeah. Right. But luckily it worked out. But in terms of – my upbringing and like my humor, it's much easier for me to look at both of my parents and see exactly the things that they would sort of gift me humor wise. My dad is essentially the easiest shorthand to describe it now is like a Larry David type. You know, he's that older Jewish guy who everything annoys him. You know, nothing is right. Everything is happening to him. And it's hilarious. He's really cultivated this yes. character over the years, and I think he enjoys it now. Like he enjoys that people in his in his town are be like, "Oh, Casey's like our Larry David." Like I think he <laughs> right. he, he yeah. likes that. Um, but he is, and he always uh, showed me um, funny movies. Like when I was younger, he showed me Laurel and Hardy. He was like, "Be like these guys are great." I remember he showed me Spike Jones. You know that crazy musician and his orchestra. Like he would yeah, show yeah. me all that stuff. And and then as I got older, we started going to Woody Allen movies together. And, like, we went to every Woody Allen movie that was released from, like, the early 80s through the early 90s. Yeah. Um, so he gives me, like, that strong kind of Jewish humor yeah. side right. um, that is 
you know, let's face it, it's a, that's a big thing in Hollywood. It's still yeah. a big part of it. And my mom is much sillier. Like she, like your mom, like she loves to laugh. Um, but she's she has a definite kind of wacky taste. Like she loved watching uh, Bugs Bunny with me growing up. Oh, you know, great. when yeah. she would always make sure to, that 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 was on, and we were watching it together. And she'd talk about when she first saw it or whatever. So that wacky, zany side of comedy, and she loved your show of shows. She would always show me clips My from show that. Of shows? No, 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 your show of shows. Oh, mine. No, 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 no. Your show of shows. Oh, right. My show of shows. <laughs> now let's skip it. I love we created a B-minus comedy out of something that's been, been around for 80 years. Um, but I, I feel like I think about it a lot. I think about the, the different kinds of, the different strains of sense of humor that both my parents really helped me with uh, growing up. So I, you know, I, I can't, I have not really like this sad negative story about, you know, my parents didn't want me to do it. They told me I'd never make it. And then I did. It was more like, I think maybe they looked at each other and rolled their eyes. Like, I don't know if he's going to make it. And then yeah. I did. And they were like, great. Yeah. Look, if we couldn't make it together, why should he make it? Anyway, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, now that you mentioned it, something I haven't thought about in years was my mom would, would always keep the TV, which at the time was like, like a six inch Panasonic black and white thing that was all fuzzy that we sat around and somehow thought that was doing something. Yeah. Uh, it was always on uh, All in the Family, Laverne and Shirley, you know, yeah, right. we would watch these shows together. And I imagine on some level I was, you know, it's like, oh, my parents are happy while they're doing this. And this is, you know, uh, subconsciously a way to please them. And, I, and part of me wonders too that, because I, we both came into this doing stand-up. If I had gone into this saying I was going into writing, that might have been an easier sell somehow. Yeah. Yes, Be me too. I, I had the same experience, yeah. I didn't know it, writing was going to come out of it. I didn't know it was an yeah. option, to, to tell you the truth. Like, it, it, you know, coming from Massachusetts, you don't even think... I don't, I don't even think about shows having writers or whatever right just like magic. i didn't I, yeah that, like they just, just get there the, and they the performers up there just saying stuff right. yeah i yeah. didn't know and and so you know had, and i at one point i was actually working on a novel like i used to in college write short stories and i was co-editor of the literary magazine and, and that sort of thing and cool. um you know because i think it would you know had i said writer of course you know, I think my parents' mind would have gone to like, he's going to be like John Updike, or right. John Irving, any of the Johns. F. Scott, <laughs> any John, any John will do. One of these East Coast Johns who just sort of writes melancholy tales about private school. You know? <laughs> um, it, like, it, it, I think they would have maybe understood that a little more. Because even, you know, and they've been... Once, obviously, the tide turned and I got successful, then the, the support rolled in a little more easily. Whereas, you know, they they did enjoy Kilborn, like my dad. Yeah. My oh, dad my dad loved enjoyed it, Enjoyed watching it and yep. would wear the sweatshirts that, awesome. you know, I'd get Kilborn sweatshirts. I'd give them to him because they were always too big for me. Right. Uh, thanks again, Craig. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and I'd give them to him and he'd wear them, you know, with pride. And, and then yeah. I... When I got on the Cleveland show, he had already sort of, uh, I don't want to be grim here, but he had like fallen in the shower, he'd broken his neck, he was living in a nursing yeah. home, and he, you know, he, he did say like, I put your show on last night, it was okay. 
<laughs> I was like, there were a lot of other things going on at that time, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I can't look back and go, why weren't you so supportive of me? <laughs> Didn't when, you uh, like that joke when we did the Sanford and Son mock opening? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and then everything got, like, pretty serious and grim. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that my mom or, well, my dad not at this point, but I don't know that she's ever flip through family guy but i wouldn't yeah. expect no, her mom. to and my mom does not fine. yeah my mom has never watched family guy she never watched ted yeah um, my mom went to ted too because i was in it and i think she right. was kind of mortified when like right. all the sperm fell on yeah. ted and <laughs> yeah. she was sitting with her cousin who had accompanied her not knowing what and it's like you know these two very this. nice you know 70 something new england ladies watching like jizz fall over a cartoon bear like i don't really blame them for not <laughs> responding being, like, super to that. impressed and proud oh, of that my god my my mother uh like a like a times square salesman watch salesman drives around still to this day with at least 3 copies at a time of the uh Star Wars Family Guy DVDs oh. she, she oh. hands wow. them she hands That's them out nice. to to anyone who shows any interest, you know, <laughs> oh, it's I like, oh, I you. love that. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, I have one in my car. Hold on. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I do think, like, I do think my mom's proud of me. I do think she, you know, yeah. you know, admires what I do and I appreciate it. But, like, I, I don't, you know, I think er, earlier on I, I was angry about everything. Um, yeah. And, you know, before you have kids and you lack any understanding of just, how difficult it is. I, I think I might have been a little quicker to be, you know, but like what what would support be? Like I wouldn't want my parents in the front row of a comedy show going, <laughs> like, I would find that you almost have to uh, that's like you know, someone someone said very early on to me, you've got to write as though your parents are dead. Meaning that like if so you carry true. around all the shame and all this stuff and all the anxiety of of shaming the family right. that you're going to be so restricted in your choice of topic and how you approach it yeah. that you're, you'll you'll be kneecapped at the start. And so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's, why why would they be proud of like all these gross jokes? That's <laughs> true. All the disgusting things I've done, the typical disgusting things. Yeah, we've like done. what? I'm not even so proud of it. I'm not running around, you know, waving a, a flag yeah. of, of how great I am. I oh my feel God. a lot of shame about it. Oh, so much daily. Yeah, every every everything is when being cut, masturbating. When I listen back to the podcast, because I as we're doing it, I don't really listen to you. Um, <laughs> and you said. Everything is being caught masturbating. It's like, yes. yeah, yeah. That's how it feels. And the, he literally just feeling. said it. Yeah. yeah, and the only thing you can you can throw at that is like, well, the house is nice, right? Yeah, right. Is that worth it? Being caught masturbating on a daily basis. By Remember that nice dinner life? I took you to? Yeah. That was cool, right? Yeah, it's like any every any time you ever try to point out that you wrote something or you worked on something, that's being caught masturbating, right. and it sucks. Yeah, because uh, you want to shout from the rooftops. I wrote that joke. Yeah, um, I mean, do you notice in in Levy uh, any sort of? Um, does, do you think she wants to perform or, or has like that it's rubbed off from you? I don't know. I, I mean, I can't say. It's early. I, yeah. I think I think my complete lack of a work ethic seems to have rubbed off on her. <laughs> <laughs> she, she hates doing anything. Um, but 
I do notice like she knows what Family Guy is now, and she's actually seen a couple of them. And uh, every time I'm on the computer or something and recording somebody or or watching a screening, and she hears the voice, she just instantly like Molly was with you earlier today, yeah. just sidles right in and is like transfixed, and and will turn to me on lines that she knows are supposed to be funny and we laugh at each other. Oh, so, wow. That's, that's great. I mean, it's, it, if anything, it's just kind of like a nice experience for hopefully both of us. Yeah. And uh, certainly for me. And I have no idea if that's something she wants to do in the future. Yeah. I think she would want to be waited on hand and foot from what I can tell. <laughs> so, right. I don't, I don't know what career you can get out of that a professional layabout, I'll say. Right. Um, but it's adorable. Now, I, I had another question for you. Like, what about, so we've talked about mom and dad. Are there other relatives in your family who you look to like, that guy's funny, or I always got a kick out of this guy, or this aunt was always like particularly encouraging, or was it just kind of your nuclear family unit? Well, I mean, as you go and write these family comedies, I, I have, my mom's brother is a very funny guy, and he was a, a liquor salesman, so... It's all, you know, in Western Massachusetts, it's all personality, right? right? It's all like, right. people just love the guy. He's just a yeah. lovable guy. He's a nice, he's the nicest guy. He, he's an easy laugh. Wants love to talk that. about sports, you so know. So jealous of that. Yeah. Yeah, so he, <laughs> growing up, um, was always really nice to me and kind of, you know, he didn't have kids of his own, so he just always kind of took me under his wing a little bit and would sit let me sit in his lap and drive his convertible when i was like eight you Sweet. know and and just right. was kind of like a big kid in a way yeah. um, yes so it, it wasn't like any kind of direct encouragement but he was always just a guy like a real positive presence but if you talk about you know as as i've gone on to write some more of these family things and and added a little more drama to it my my right. dad had this older brother who so my dad a hardened world war ii veteran this is the person he was scared of. This guy who was 10 years older, he was maybe five foot four right. tops. He would walk into a room. He, he was like a bear, a human barrel. Yes. And he was just very serious and mean. And, right. even, and, even, even mean to a grizzled Guadalcanal right. vet. Right. right. And so it was like, we're going to your uncle's. And so we would pile in, and as you called it, the, the dark, cold Massachusetts drive where you think of death. Out the <laughs> That's window. it. That's all you, you would, think of. You would get to this wood panel place. They'd start pouring the garden's gin, <laughs> right, and with with onions in it. You know, yeah. it's like this, oh, sure. this wow. cocktail. Uh, there was an apple tree out back. Go play in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother and I... And the the adults would be drinking, and they would get in these arguments that were like, oh. "Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf?" Like you would hear oh, no. screaming. <laughs> and then one time, you know, my my um, dad's sister, her husband at the time, I remember him just weeping whenever it happened. <laughs> they had just made this like grown man who was a pillar of the community lived and like just cry for oh, you know. And God. then I remember. My uncle, um, I had this older cousin. My uncle wrestled at Williams in like 1925 or something. He was a right. wrestler. And my uncle, I think he was like 70 at the time. And, you know, my cousin was 
12 and he was like, I want to wrestle you. And it oh, was like succession. God. Like he was just right. like wrestling this teenage kid, like pinning him on the floor and everyone was upset <laughs> oh, and no. drunk. And oh. it was so, as I look back at things like that, you That's know, hilarious. definitely get in your brain and you go, oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like right. that any child is, that you would let a child witness this and never explain it. Is right. hilarious. I, it's, it's so hilarious. funny. Just like we're just chalking it up to life. We don't have to explain shit to them. Right. right. That's so funny. That is um, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, in my family, we have like, it. There's nothing like that. It, there. On my mom's side, her dad, my grandfather, was a huge figure in my life. Also, like, a very funny guy. Like wow. a big golfer. Everybody loved him. Poppy, I called yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. George. George Kaplan. That's which is the name that Cary Grant is mistaken for in North by Northwest oh. that sets yeah. the whole story in mo- motion. So once he met Cary Grant, uh, Cary Grant was sitting behind him at a theater in New York. And he turned to him and showed him his license. He said, I'm George Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, a, you know, another thing that I heard the story of like 12 times. Right. Um, <laughs> But Cary he was, Grant a, was like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. The, the lights, the lights, thankfully, mercifully went down in the theater for Carrie at that moment. Um, but uh, he was such a funny, mischievous guy. Like, he's the kind of guy where if you'd eat be eating dinner over at his house, like, you'd go to take your first bite and he would, like, push your hand down and be like, is everything okay? You know, like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow you to take the first bite of something he knew you really wanted, like Chinese food or a sundae. And uh, his brother was, uh, as you know, famously, was Nunchi. Oh, his brother Nunchy. was Nun- my okay. uncle Nunch, uh, who was also just a funny, mischievous guy. And for some reason, maybe you had a relative like this. Uncle Nunchi was like fascinated with one of my friends. So like I had this okay. friend in high school named John Fogarty. Every time I saw my uncle Nunchi, he'd be like, hey, Al. How's Fogarty? <laughs> like, he's, he's fine. And then, you know, different incarnations of that sort of like, I thought you'd bring your friend Fogarty. <laughs> he, I had no idea why he was fascinated with them. Um, but they were, they were funny guys that definitely led me to be like a little more like devilish comedy right. kind of yeah. stuff. Like, because right. I, I saw how funny it was to sort of hilariously affect other people in a way that annoyed them. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think I'm mastering, I'm mastering that with my wife currently. Yeah. Um, but, and also my sister is a very worthy of mentioning here. Like she's a huge brain, a career academic, like a legit author. Um, I didn't mean to underline legit so hard there, Goldie, sorry. Um, but she's also was very like, into the Looney Tunes, into Monty Python. I used to listen to her Monty Python records. Um, oh. She loved all that shit and, and really drove me towards more like English-based comedy, which I think is some of the best in the world. Right. So, um, yeah, I, my she, older she, brother she, just having that, I mean, he was always a step ahead in terms of like watching Gary Shandling or, yes. right. or those things where, you know, it was... And then you also kind of, when their friends come over, you level up a little bit. Oh, totally. Right. Which is so sense. annoying yeah. to them, where you're it's like, I'm so going to be part of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I too uh, like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite song is Revolution. <laughs> and your brother's just quiet in bed that night going to sleep. Like, what's wrong? Don't talk to my friends. I know. They're my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was. I was a horror, but I, listen, I feel, I feel like we, JC, we've, we've 
been very poorly mannered here. Oh, uh, no, no. This no, 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 no. Uh, how do your family, <laughs> how do they feel about you doing show business? Are oh, they... I mean, I mean, I entered through music. So, I mean, I pursued music first. Um, what was your instrument? Bass and voice. Oh, you were bass too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Stu and I, that's I how we, we that. played a lot Dueling of bass. Dueling Yeah, we would sit and practice bass lines together in music school and obviously it's He's an amazing bass player. And it turned into so. something more. Like many years <laughs> later, yeah, many, many years later. But um, there's so many easy jokes that I'm passing. I know. <laughs> no, very do them all. No. Do one. Slapping that. It we went from s- slapping that bass to, <laughs> to slapping that ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> yes. After much, much Bluff convincing. Bluff called and destroyed. <laughs> he actually had a full house. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to pay to know. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. But so what it, your family was into you well, being in... Well, you went to Berkeley, so they must have Berkeley. been proud of that. Yeah, well, first I went to UC Santa well, Cruz. So um, and I studied... Ooh, like, that was never mentioned before. I know. I, have, I studied <laughs> marine... Like yeah, marine bio weed. in chemistry. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, I was smoking weed from a young age, but. Oh, good uh, for you. <laughs> Wait, you uh, were studying marine biology at UC Santa Cruz? Yeah. And then and I even like studied birds for a little bit and I just wasn't happy doing birds? it. Birds? <laughs> birds. <laughs> I can name over 600 fish right now. <laughs> That's marine biology. Oh, literally, yeah. And, uh, Name yes. that fish. <laughs> I, I won $28,000 on Name That Fish. Yeah, but I mean, so your parents were into the music thing. and Well, they were kind of surprised. I just, because I basically didn't know that I was going to take that path, but I, I applied randomly and I got a scholarship. And were you I, playing stand-up bass and no. or you played electric bass electric. the whole time? Yeah, oh, wow. I don't know how to play stand-up bass, but so yeah, so I just packed up everything. Never had been to Boston. Drove across the country. Oh, the mid-city, <laughs> <laughs> the medium city, <laughs> and went to Berkeley and loved it. And when you're there, you have to have a principal instrument and you have to have a major. And I had always been, in, I wanted to be an engineer. Like that was what I had set out to do. And, um, I mean, I'd met Stu very early on when we were there. We were really close friends for many years. So, Oh, the friend zone. The many, for, <laughs> he was definitely the friend zone for seven years. I mean, when I was there, it was seven to one guys to girls like it was really just like, oh yeah wow. it was like at a, at, a, at a place with the, the, the singing music yeah. go figure it out <laughs> it was great i think there'd be dames galore <laughs> not yet playing the uh <laughs> little vibraphones right so yeah basically i thought i was gonna be in the rec- record business you know i thought i was gonna yeah. stay making with clive davis yeah <laughs> yeah all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> um and then you know 9-11 happened the studio a bunch of studios closed including the one i was working at and just for our listeners what's 9-11 again <laughs> <laughs> last joke of the day last, last joke, joke of the day, day. <laughs> wait, wait i i don't understand the co i'm an idiot what's the correlation between 9-11 and music studios closing so ba- the music industry basically collapsed at that time because just well something if, collapsed yeah, like, <laughs> a lot of things collapsed right yes so studios were struggling nobody was paying money to make records and you know just everything sort of shut down why because joy was gone like what's the correlation i mean i i 
I can't answer that. I don't know the answer to I that. I need you to answer the <laughs> <I'm> question. <sorry. laughs> You're here before the Senate committee. And then um, I moved over to animation because I had a friend who opened up a studio, a post studio, and I was like, I need a job. And he said, there's a show called Dora the Explorer. It's about to blow up. So why don't it you come did. over here? It did. So I, I didn't know you worked there. After 9-11, Dora blew up. Yeah. <laughs> too? Yeah. Did Dora, it was Dora, How dare okay. You. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was there for 15 years. I was the lead on that, I mean, like lead uh, audio person on that for... Jesus, you've had... Yeah. I mean, I know you say you're older than us, but you really are. <laughs> <laughs> you've had a lifetime at Dora, at SNL, and now you're at the Family Guy universe. Yes, yeah. A so thrice in a lifetime. a bad job. Right. I know. Right. You, keep, you keep picking winners. We should go to the track. Yes, go, go to, to Santa track. Anita. Yeah. <laughs> but Pick I will say, <laughs> in terms of family, you know, my my parents. Yeah, you've been avoiding I, that. I know go it's ahead. weird. My, my, yeah. Ever since I switched to music and the arts, I feel like my parents were very supportive. That's when they were like just very excited. I was pursuing something that they felt was a passion, even though I wasn't that. I wasn't like talking about it much. They just knew. Well, we trust her. She's she may right. be struggling. She's not reaching out and asking for anything, which you know I struggled, but I think that's all part of being in the arts. You know, I was a musician on the side. I would I was in bands and all this stuff. So I just did yeah. all the creative things I could. My parents were very supportive in that. And they can and you can you play the bass line to "My City Was Gone" by the Pretenders? I no, I Do mean, you know? if I could probably learn it. Yeah, that's a, it's a good bass line. I think about good bass lines. Oh, nice. That's like your, your bass line? Is, you think of bass lines? <laughs> that's yes. right. My bass line <laughs> thinking is about bass lines. One, one of my final conversations with my dad, my wife was there, and my dad turned to her and said, he would have made a great doctor. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, thanks. Oh, that isn't how I saw it. If only. If only. You can't blame them. Well, no, but but wanting you to be a doctor. But I would imagine in that moment. I think I would have been a good doctor. Of course you would have been. You you proved that in Ted too, my friend. Um, (laughs) You worked at a fun hospital anyway. You nailed the shit out of that line, by the way. I'm so sorry that you you. were way back in the second loge watching it. Uh, Well, you know, the, the, the joke about it is, is that I, I was so bad on the close up, They had to go to the wide, which was true because the second that camera was in my face, I'd started developing a twitch. Oh, of and course, like of I course. couldn't. Of course, it's involuntary. I couldn't stop it, and so. But it's funnier in the wide. Like it's funnier to see that guy in the doorway. But um, yeah, I, I remember Seth being like, "Yeah, your close-ups were really bad," <laughs> and he was right. I mean, they were. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I mean, we Wellesley and I were cut out of Ted One. Oh. Uh, we were we were in a party scene and and so bad were so distractingly bad were we opposite <laughs> Mark Wahlberg <laughs> that it was just like get that out of there. Uh, but you know who did make the cut? Who? Our good friend Kidder. <laughs> oh really? I gotta rewatch he's a, that. Yeah, he, he's an extra in uh, in the, one of the Ted party scene in in the apartment, and he's in there. It's very fun to see. Yeah, I mean, just to just before, because you you've actually met this relative of mine. Just to wrap up this relative thing, I want to get a couple of loose ends here. My cousin Wendy is very funny. I just want that on the record. She's an attorney; okay. she'll appreciate it on the record. Nice. But the cousin you've met, who you know, is my cousin Chuck. Oh, I love Chuck. <laughs> He's, I love everybody Chuck. who meets him loves him. He's, He's my spirit so, animal. He is, right? <laughs> He's he's a little older than I am. He feels like an older brother. 
And he's always so funny. So because uh, cousin Chuck came to L.A. and we went out to dinner with Goldie and Viner, and that oh, might have just been like the fun. four of us. And we went to Ja, the restaurant Jar, which I love. <laughs> and uh, we're eating, and they had oysters on the menu. And my cousin goes, he goes, I can't eat oysters. I'll have to go back to my hotel room and masturbate. <laughs> and Goldie just found that so funny. It's like, so what? It's like you're at a hotel. That's the whole. That's one of the things that you're. Hoping Hoping to do at the hotel, yeah, it's, it's like, the like maybe I would say a good thirty to forty percent of the hotel business is predicated on people just got, what they have lotion there. No one needs lotion. Like they want, they're inviting you to masturbate. They're like, here's a bunch of lotions. Here's a million towels and here's tissues, some, here's tissues. Some, yeah, here's some pornography. It's like it's like dropping someone into an escape room and going, and you give them all these clues, and then they're just like, "I don't want to get out of this." Room. I better, I better not do that. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's such a funny guy, and he's always like he every every so every like big family meal reunion anything wedding. Even funerals, like they all make them very funny. Like everything, is, there's like always fun. laughter. So yeah. that's shout out to uh, my family, my dad's side of the family. My aunt Nancy's hysterical. She's the one who likes to poke her head around a corner and say, "Alec, frozen oatmeal chocolate chip cookies in the freezer," and then she disappears. <laughs> like she's just, she just likes to come in and be like wowed by things. She's very sweet, very funny. Very smart, too. Um, anyway, that, that felt like a good family dump. Yeah. We got everyone yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> they helped, they helped shape us, so we just want to say thank you to our thank families. You. Thank, yes. you. thank you. Thank you, and I want to apologize for becoming a comedian and writer. No to need everyone. to apologize. No, because as, as you pointed out earlier, the most money ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> It's like Brady <laughs> shouting at the crowd in Buffalo. Let's uh, fucking go. Um, so all right. Well, you know what? It's actually Let's not fucking... even that much money. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, but still a landslide. Because, no. you know, they were earning they were earning 1970s bucks. It's not that's right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anyway, let's, uh, let's let that landslide carry us right into this week's Top 5. Top 5. Oh. That's us singing, and I love it every time I hear it. It's the, by far the best thing we do on this show. Um, all right. This week, we have a, a fun category. There was a lot to think about in this one. This, this week, it's top five New York movies. Yes. Okay? And that's open to interpretation. I'm, I'm anxious to hear your lists. I had 
it was an embarrassment of riches uh, <laughs> in this category. Oh, wow. So who would like to go first with their top five? Anyone? Did you narrow yours down? <laughs> I didn't, but I can do it oh, on the fly. wow. I'm happy um, to go first if you want. I, I can go first. Okay, cool. Go ahead, I mean, I, Look, so you go first. I interpreted this to mean top five movies that take place in New York was sort of correct. my yeah. interpolation yes. of this. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that I did not use Google or anything. So this list could suck. Right. That's what we're here for. We right, hope it but I, I, I try to do it off the top of my head. Um, so here we go. So I, I have a tie at, at number five, and I only did this because I mentioned one of the movies prior as one of the best movies ever, I and remember. did I not include it, I think I would look insane to anyone who's listened through this and has thought about it. I, okay, I, I had that situation arise too. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, the tie is between the movie Big and the movie Arthur. Mm. Okay. Oh, boy. Both big okay. New York I will allow movies. the tie because you mentioned Big is like your, your uh, favorite It's one of my comic. favorite movies, if not maybe my favorite movie. So Okay. It's um, so I, 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 the Arthur, it's, it's funny. You're like two months older than I am, I believe. Um, yeah. And literally within that two-month twist, <laughs> I missed Arthur. Like I was never into <laughs> Arthur. Don't think I ever really saw it, never cared about it. I only like the theme song uh, Arthur, Christopher Cross, which is the, one the, of the great songs. The theme song time. was a big hit at the yeah. time when I was playing piano, and Huge. I remember I had the sheet music. Oh wow! And uh, it was also a movie my parents really liked, so I I also was kind of like trying to curry favor by going like Arthur. It was great. I was I'm like seven. <laughs> I, oh, get I, I get it. I get the So number four is Woody Allen's Manhattan. Excellent choice. It's, it's just kind of undeniable. Look, we've Excellent. all been we got forced some... to reevaluate it. No, some of us have, some it, of us haven't. That doesn't make it any worse a New York movie. It certainly film. does not. Uh, <laughs> number three, Oliver Stone's Wall Street. Nice. That's a great choice. I was I was looking at it. I gave it a hard look. I it's love the, Wall Street. It's I, but the aspirational tell, New York that that in our minds we all thought we were 80s. gonna go and like start out at the bottom and then be in the Upper East Side penthouse eating both sushi and pasta for dinner <laughs> yes. in a montage. That's I was I was I was gonna set you up for that, but then I realized, oh no, he's gonna say that for sure. Oh. That's one of your pet peeves about behind that movie. A, silhouetted behind a scrim eating pasta. What, what would I be love better? Goldie, every time Wall Street gets brought up, you you leap right to that moment. He's like, who the fuck eats pasta and sushi? I, you know what? I believe, dinner? to credit, I believe it's Chris Sheridan's uh, original observation. Oh, really? Uh, I, I, love, with me. I love that you picked up that ball. If it did start with me, then I don't, then fuck Sheridan. But if Sheridan <laughs> did it, I just want to say, Chris, <laughs> God bless you. Uh, yeah, of course. So, number two, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how that's yes. It just nice. it's, a, it's an important film, Goldie. It's an important well, it, film. It, it introduces the sort of real New York. Yeah, as I apart from movie. like the Manhattan romanticized New York, it was like no, this is what's really going on. And it, yeah, and it's and like the the landscape of it is very cool. And remember, no one outside of New York thought about Brooklyn until two thousand one or something like yes. Brooklyn when I lived out in Brooklyn in 1996 
people thought I was insane. Yes, I and remember. People would not come out to visit me. <laughs> never did. I never did once. Wow. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it was like you might as well have said, "I'm I'm living in Pennsylvania." What part of so, Brooklyn yep. did you live? In? Uh, I lived in Prospect Heights. Okay, yeah. Um, caddy corner of the Brooklyn Museum, and oh, it nice. was um, maybe six months after the Crown Heights riots, which oh. was you know about a half mile away. Yeah. So, I, right, it, fun it place was, to be. It was it was a little tense. <laughs> right. A little tense. <laughs> Um, and number one, and I, I, I'm not sure why exactly I put it here, but it's just such a great movie, and the the city is the backdrop is so incredible. Network. Oh, I yeah. love that choice. It was on my list. That it's not on the final list, but it was in the in the twelve for sure. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And it's very, it feels very New York TV. It feels very, yeah. like, you know, Rockefeller Center-ish. Yeah. And even when they go to cool. Connecticut on breaks, that feels New York. Oh, totally. Oh, that's, cool. that's yeah. yeah, that's New yeah. York's that's hat part right of there. Yeah. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know what? All right, JC? I think maybe I should go because I think your list is going to be, I don't know, it's going to be I'm more a, New yeah, York-y. I'm, a little am- I'm amped up. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I will, I'll go. <laughs> go, go so ahead. number five is um, Six Degrees of Separation with uh, okay. Will Smith. All right. That's re- that. the reveal of Will Smith. You know, I was like, oh, okay, great. I guess right. now I don't have to see it. Thanks. Well, no, well, I didn't give the <laughs> no, reveal. No, the reveal of him to the world. <laughs> yes. Like oh, meet Will okay. Smith, yeah. world. Yeah, as an, oh, as an actual, Prince, as an actual as an actor. actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, The Devil Wears Prada. Hmm. Oh, I like it. Well, <laughs> You know, I Goldie, I told movie. you having a gal on here was going to pay off. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I love that movie. It, that is peak Grenier. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I was his voice coach for a while? <laughs> I, I what? did not. Yeah, I didn't tell you guys that. I have a Jesus whole, Christ. yeah, whole other life, guys. That's world talk. That's four, an episode. A fourth other life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, number three, American Psycho. Oh yeah, okay, yes. I love that Boy. book. Right. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. the book when he goes off on like a three-page riff on Huey Lewis's. Oh yes. it's like yes. so awesome. <laughs> um, number two is Goodfellas. Yeah, good. so good. Thought about it. Yeah, and then I don't know why, but I didn't put it on. But yeah. I, I know, I, I and it, I, 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 I'm I think right I like it. Yeah, I've I think I like it, so it more times. than a lot of the movies I have. On I like list. thinking yeah. about Goodfellas more than watching Goodfellas. <laughs> I love that. I've seen it. I so like many to times. think about it, but <laughs> if it's on, I don't necessarily want. Well, to see it's it. been we've been overexposed. It's been on like a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, and then number one is Big. Yes. So. What the fuck? What yes. world am I living in? Dude, that piano scene is yes. like just okay. Yeah, just so <laughs> uplifting. <laughs> Bobby Loja. All right. <laughs> exactly. Let me hustle through mine. I have some different choices, whatever. All right. You'll see I'm going all in on a theme here. Number five for me is a movie called Broadway Danny Rose. Mm-hmm. I know the theme. It's already. a Woody Allen movie, smaller <laughs> one from the early 80s. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic movie about a struggling talent agent played by Woody Allen named Danny Rose. It's he was struggling. Great... Wouldn't he be Amsterdam Danny Rose? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds more like Madison. Columbus Danny, Danny Rose. Rose. <laughs> He's already on Broadway. So. <laughs> um, okay. 
number four for me, and I think this is my dad's favorite film. This is the way this kind of stuff rubs off, off on me. Number four is The French Connection. Ah, nice. Fantastic movie. I, I, that movie I can watch kind of again and again at any time. It's such a depressing version of New York, which I find I like cinematically depressing New York when it was like all bombed out and burning is yeah. somehow more satisfying for me. If you <laughs> Which leads into the next one. Yeah. Spliced that movie in with a conversation, I wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> the difference. I know. It's true. Well, they're both great. It's just one long so slog. That one, well, <laughs> the, the French Gene connection Hackman has slog. the uh, Well, Hackman's great. Come on. We I know, but that. it's I just love the conversation. You're watching this and it's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Oh, boy. Jesus, I didn't attack your big slash whatever. What was the yes, one it tied with? It was showed, a, big and Arthur. You showed disdain for oh. it. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. I, I said politely I wasn't. I missed it. I made it like it was my fault because that's right. what I do. Mm, wasn't that All polite. right, number three. Number three. Here's where it gets fun. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right, number three. Rosemary's Baby. Ah. Uh, Fantastic. Love it. Great apartment porn. Yes. Amazing <laughs> apartment porn. Uh, great haircut. A very scary movie. You know, probably the best horror movie ever. Maybe we could do that someday. Yeah. Um, number two for me, Rear Window. Ooh, Love wow. that one. Can watch it at any time. Super old. God, movies. I didn't even think about that as in New York. Where is, yeah. is that in the village or something, that apartment? Like, where's yeah. the apartment oh, yeah. supposed seems to like be? It. I don't have yeah. the exact address, Goldie, but I know it's in New okay. York. It kind of like Chicago to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Chicago. <laughs> Would have been freezing. All right. And number one, Goldie, you had this on your list. I, I got to put it number one. Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan yeah. is just, it's fantastic. It's his masterwork. Um, anyway, that was a fun list. Thank you, yeah. New York, for all the great movies. There Thanks. were so many I left off. The two, the, the two Godfathers. I know. Uh, oh, right. I took that off at the uh, last minute. Midnight Cowboy. Um, Fatal Attraction? You know, is that Fatal Godfather 2 good. is the best Tahoe movie ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> by far. I can't Gangs think of, of another York? Tahoe. Can you imagine having a house yeah. where your boat yeah. can like pull under your house? Oh, <laughs> best Tahoe be movie sick. ever. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. <laughs> Taxi Superman. Driver we also didn't yeah. didn't do. Taxi we should driver. do it if we could own any watch. house in any movie. That should be maybe our next one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah, let's, let's, do do next next. We'll do let's do that next week. We'll do that. Let's do that next week. Okay. All right. We're scrambling to the end here. We're going to end the show as we do each week on a high note. Uh, well, I'll just say my high note quickly, and it ties into our theme. I'm I'm just thankful and happy because when I thought about this theme, I I thought about the fact that I actually really get along. I'm getting along with both my parents, and they're still here, and I'm thankful for that. And that's just a great thing in my life. They've been supportive of me doing this, and it's paid off, and we have now a really nice relationship. So. That made me happy to think about. Oh, that's lovely. I would say as you approach 50, yeah, you're able to let go of maybe the stuff that you didn't, uh, yeah. that you, you were angry about. And I, I find the same thing, too. Yeah. You know what? Yes. I'm going to just leapfrog on that and just say, you know, miss my dad a lot, but really yeah. have been getting along great with my mom. I miss her. The COVID thing's been hard. But uh, yeah. I, I'm just going to piggyback on that. 
Yeah, no, I like that. A family appreciation. Because I share the yeah. sentiment. I mean, JC's going to hop I, right I like on that band. A, no, she's well, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, they know I love them. Um, I, yes. I did have my, my high note is Stu, is about Stu, and he will be Aww. playing, um, he's playing with Danny Elfman for the Nightmare Before Christmas show on Ooh, Halloween. Fun. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this year it's at what, City Field instead of the Hollywood Bowl, and I'm just very excited to see Stu perform again. And it'll oh, be a great. lot of bass in that. Yeah, well, it's just the encore, so oh, it's okay. like yeah. So we get to see the show and I get to see him play, and it's yeah, it's Fun. gonna be great. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, well, that's a positive Woo! note to yes. end on. Yeah, we made it through another we week. We did it. Yes, we did it. We did it. We, we didn't. Did it. We did it. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you it's for fun. listening, everybody. And and we want to remind you, if you have any thoughts or comments, you can send them in to us at uh, atypicaldisgustingdisplay at gmail.com. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there some other address I should be giving out? No. Uh, a typical disgusting display <laughs> on it. Instagram. Follow yeah. us there yeah. if you give a shit. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening, and thank you, too, for being awesome. And thank we'll you. talk to you next week. I don't care what you say anymore. anymore. anymore.